0: we gonna talk about today?
1: Well, um we're celebrating having together read the entire Song of Ribu, which is uh an epic (laughs) an epic tome. Yeah. It's um forty three chapters, forty four chapters, and the Mm. little coda Mm. afterwards. And um it's um uh, according to David G, who first introduced it it's the direct teaching of shiva hmm. and it's in the form of um, <laughs> ribu talking to nadaga and the assembled sages about what happened when he met shiva
0: i always say it's the like it's the most direct teaching i know <laughs> you know it's very similar to Um, any kind of non-dual teaching you know it's just pointing you to the truth of who you are and saying you're not this you're not that you're not this you're not that it doesn't exist all those things we think exist doesn't exist but somehow it's just so direct there's nothing else in there there's no like how to's well the only how to I would say is and you can add to this because maybe I'm forgetting something (laughs) but the only how to is to be absolutely sure that your Brahman and everything that appears is Brahman. Like have the certitude. It says that it? over and over again. So just have that certitude. I don't know. I, I love it. I, I don't think it's for a lot of people because I think a lot of people um we kind of need how to's because we're so addicted to our minds. I don't think that's not for lots of people. I think many people could use it if they have somebody to maybe ask questions to or something you know like a, someone I don't know kind of a, someone who they feel like understands what the teaching is so they could ask a question just to because I just think the human mind wants to ask questions <laughs> and wants to clarify and we're not really even though like it's totally enough the teaching in there is totally enough if you let it into your heart you know but um I don't know, most people aren't just ready to just drop everything straight away. Like, <laughs> you know, like if someone just comes and tells you, even if it's God himself, like you are Brahman, you are God, you are all is. It's like most people aren't going to go, okay, great, don't have to worry about anything anymore now. That's, ah, even though that's what you can do. And that is a kind of something that happens when you read this text, I feel like there is a kind of a loosening up, like, a, like. Ah, like you often say like you just kind of have a kind of a feeling of relief or something and I think that can happen but most of us it might be just momentary or something.
1: There are more than fifteen hundred verses. It mentions later the exact number. I forget it, but mm-hmm. fifteen hundred is definitely less than the the total. It's either sixteen or nineteen hundred. Mm. Why don't I read one of them to give an uh, idea people a taste? Yeah, and then you know we can uh, please, perhaps there's something me. more to be said about that.
0: Oh, yeah, sure.
1: Your true nature is always the undivided. Non dual Brahman, which is a mass of being, consciousness, bliss, motionless, ancient, still, eternal, without attributes, without confusion, without sheaths, without parts, without impurity. Completely free from any illusion of duality. Full, peerless, and the one. Just saying that, just reading it feels like prayer.
0: Yeah. And it is. Like, those words are totally pointing to our heart. And I think words aren't for nothing. Like, everything that appears is not for nothing. It has, everything has its purpose. And these kind of words bring you straight into your heart if you're open to that. I don't like adding extra things like that, really. You know, if you're open to that, you know, they have the potential, you could say. or And they do it for me, that's all I know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) They do it for me. And I I know Ramana said, you know, he was often talking about chapter 26 for some reason, Apparently, that's uh, very good (laughs) from his perspective. Um, But he said like to read chapter 26, I think he was only talking about that chapter, but to read it and to just listen to it really brings you into that state that they're talking about. And through all the time that we were reading together, I definitely feel that. You know, it doesn't matter how you turn up, to a meeting, you know, often I'm very busy. Like we meet at four o'clock in the day. We often meet on, at this time, four o'clock in the middle of the day for me. So often I can be very busy, you know, doing things before rushing around. But then you just go here and then read these words, read them or listen to them, both the same. And it's like, Yes. (laughs) But I don't think it's it's so much about the state. You know, I, I wouldn't like to encourage that way of thinking so much that you have to experience a certain state, even though maybe like ultimately, ultimately, of course, like that, that um verse that you just read, it's really pointing to your true nature. And it does kind of induce a certain state in the human. (laughs) But I feel like it's more just At least from my perspective, how I see now today (laughs) might be different than a few years time. You can say it's different for you. But I feel like to recognize that it does induce a certain state in the human experience. But yet the human experience is, you know, it's part of the changeful world and it's changing all the time. So I don't think that we should expect it to induce that state the whole time just because we have that recognition even in our hearts and our minds. You know, I I think it's kind of a growing thing. Like maybe you can experience it more and more and more. And we do seem to experience it more and more and more. But I I don't feel like these teachings are for that. I think if you experience something beautiful, you know, like grace or love or whatever you think is good, like we can just be grateful for that. And it's like, oh yeah, it's good. (laughs) But not to feel like we have to have it or need. I feel like these kind of teachings are more beneficial in a a practical way. Like we can actually deal with the challenges and all that come up because that's more, that's how most of us are in the world is we have different challenges. and we all have like conditioning? I don't know about all, (laughs) we all have at least had conditioning. (laughs) Um, So I think the teaching is more for that, not to bring us to an ultimate state forever and ever. Although that's there too, that is there too. But like, if we to just recognize, recognize that truth of who we are is beyond all states. I feel like that's enough. And then if anything else has to happen to see it's out of our hands, it's like if, if I don't know the, <laughs> the words that are coming. It's like if the creator of the universe wants that to happen, or if it's the will of God or whatever you want to see it. Like then. Those things can happen, but it, it doesn't really matter so much, or something.
1: You, just to underline <coughs> what you're saying about states, you know, no- yeah. Nome, who worked on the translation um, mm-hmm. here. This is the the Tamil version we're reading, and it's mm. um, from the Rebu Gita, but because it's aligned or arranged in eight line verses, mm. um, it's it it's now called the Song of Ribu. And Mm. um, Nome was very clear to point out that um, we're not talking about a mental state here. And that's very much in line, I think, with you're saying the truth of who you are. So we're Mm. we're referring to the awareness in which the states Mm. appear. Yeah.
0: And not even a mental state, but, you know, there's also states that are not mental states Ah, as well. So any kind of state, like, I don't know, this is how I think of it. Like for me, like a state is anything that you're experiencing you know, so you could be, you know, we all know the mental state of stress, (laughs) you know, so there's probably lots of different types of mental states, but then there's even a state, you could be in a state of devotion, you know, and like you're feeling lots of love and all, but it's still a state because you're experiencing something. So in a way for me, or the way I understand like different states, a state is an experience. So really it's beyond an experience, even though we're always going to have some kind of experience even if you're experiencing space or emptiness it's still an experience kind of
1: (laughs) i will say i kind of like that one though um yeah devotion i i do kind of like those (laughs) yeah we
0: tend to be partial towards those ones (laughs) but it's very troublesome if you get attached to them ah yeah you know it's like that's one of the main teachings in a lot of spirituality isn't it like attachment Mm -hmm. like i don't know if i could do a big talk about attachment or something like what is attachment I don't know (laughs) I don't know what is attachment or non attachment but I do know that like if you hold on to some ideas or if you grasp onto something or expect things that it doesn't feel good and it's also not very practical it's not very practical in the world because nothing really does stay the same like I haven't experienced life ever (laughs) to be the same like that's almost you can say like the nature of life is that it continues to change although like what you said you know in the words i can't remember now exactly but there was something about stillness i didn't i don't think he used the word stillness but something like an unmoving nature i don't know what it was
1: there, you've got a mass of being consciousness bliss motionless
0: motionless, patient, yeah.
1: still eternal without attributes
0: yeah so obviously that's beyond all the Moving, changing nature.
1: Although the word Brahman is used, um, we can maybe think of it as awareness, consciousness, God. Mm. Um, and we're frequently referring to it as that. yes yeah. if, and this in, in itself, I think maybe you want to address this because it's um, not a thing. As soon as, as soon as it's called that, you've sort of... Mm filtered it through the mind and made a thing (laughs) out of it and now you can refer to it as that which Mm. is only partially correct yeah
0: yeah i always thought it was funny to say that like it's almost like because that kind of in english feels like it's over there (laughs) but if you say this then this feels closer like this and somehow you kind of point to your heart you know this I like sometimes talking with Eshan, you know, about these kind of things, because you have to make it really simple. Like, because sometimes, like, it's not like I'm speaking satsang stuff to him (laughs) all the time or anything, but sometimes it comes up because, you know, I was in satsang with him the other day and he was like, what's he saying? So then I was kind of trying to simplify what happens in satsang. you know so you really have to simplify So, and even then I was pointing to the heart you know I'm kind of saying but it's not like the physical heart that beats you know, so you have to kind of it's kind of good practice for me to speak very simply to a child mm. <laughs> I know but it doesn't really matter I don't think we should get so caught up in the words like this or that or I don't know it really matters so much <laughs>
1: To have read through the entire volume here is is—it's um, just such a, there's, a, you know, just real sense of accomplishment. Yeah. You know, the, the, the desire really is just to start over and, <laughs> you know, every single day, you know, pick a, um, I got one more, at least one, I, I basically, in preparation for this conversation, mm. I marked out four verses. Here's one more, and this is from uh, chapter 26. Um, and, you know, without, without introduction, that by realizing which and in the bliss of which all other joys appear to be the joys of that, that after realizing which with very firm certitude as oneself, nothing else will in the least be something apart. That by realizing which with very firm certitude as oneself, all kinds of individuals, beings, lives will attain liberation, ever abide in bliss without a trace of a concept in that itself as that itself.
0: I feel very sure that recognizing that which you just spoke about (laughs) that (laughs) this by recognizing that or this I kind of feel like or like I said (laughs) I'm sure that that's enough I feel like that's totally enough well I know like many people have different opinions about this you know but really I really think it's enough because the only reason why it would not be enough is if the recognition is not really there in the moment. You know, it's like maybe the recognition happened five minutes ago or a week ago or something. And then you just have it as an idea, but you're not kind of actually recognizing it in the moment. So then it seems like we can need certain tools or guidance or help to bring us back to that recognition. And I think that's where we get, it's really just getting caught up in the mind. And that's the same, it's the same thing. Like I say, it, I know I say it like in a real <laughs> simplistic kind of way, it's just getting caught up in the mind, but it kind of really is, you know, like if we really want to, I think just be peaceful. Like if that's all it has to start with, or be really like, and I think everybody really wants that in their heart, no matter what their searching for or seeking life we really just want to be peaceful and I think we have to kind of recognize that the way we look for peace usually doesn't isn't working it doesn't work and sometimes it can seem to work like temporarily so if you kind of recognize that you recognize okay I'm not going to find it through the mind then I don't really feel like it's difficult to drop the mind i know it yeah maybe it is difficult what did i hear before somewhere i felt i heard something good and it was something like it's what was it it was something like it's not difficult but it's not easy or something (laughs) it was like fine it was a different word it wasn't just difficult and easy but it was a different it was a synonym of the same word and it is quite like that you know like so it's not difficult to recognize the truth by dropping your mind, let's say, but to continuously choose that again and again. So like in terms of the song of ribu it would be just to be sure all the time. Like, and he does talk about all the time. Every I don't know what words he uses now, but like the essence of it is like every single moment of every single day, Mm -hmm. like without fail. (laughs) And it sound it can sound like a lot, but I actually think that is what's really need it you know and that really doesn't mean that you're doing something every single minute of every single day it really just means you're not engaging with the mind <laughs> that's it like. but then again if you pick up the mind for a moment like it's okay it doesn't matter like. <laughs> I,
1: I think of um this um mental chattering this uh constant uh display of memories and um, imagination and, mm. you know, in whatever form, you know, senses, sensations, internal dialogue, what have mm. you. It's like a, um, a like a, like in, in a way, like a train, you know, we say train of thought mm. uh, and that um, with the right attitude, you know, exactly what you're speaking of, uh, the, the train sort of separates or it becomes just, it's seen as part of the display mm. rather than um, something that's sort of carrying you, yeah? And so mm. it, I think a lot of meditation is trying to bring us back to mm. this. <laughs> mm. And I, you know, I can feel myself smiling and little man tears welling up, and, <laughs> you know, part of it is, is um, this feeling of being home, which must be exactly the feeling you have with Ananta and what you're carrying, mm-hmm what you're carrying with you all the time
0: mm. yeah and that's really just your own heart your own presence like because we all really share the same the same
1: yeah, presence I, for sure for sure and then feeling that is um ah okay you know mm. the, the 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 recognition um sort of um grants permission to one's being if you will to um stop looking Mm. um in that train of thought for that
0: yeah well i think what happens to many of us even after we recognize that we are our heart and it's the one heart and we feel like so grateful and like a sense of relief ah then like that train of thought comes and we think we kind of get fooled and think there's something in it for us or there's different ways of thinking about it, you know, like sometimes it's like we have to sort something out, you know, we need to do something about this. But really, our heart takes care of everything. And I feel like maybe the more we spend time as our heart, that kind of becomes more and more clear that actually that takes care of everything. And we really don't need to be working things out, like even the things that seem so, can seem troublesome, you know, like some conditioning it maybe is more troublesome than others <laughs> you know like we don't really seem to have a problem if it's just a thought appears in our head you know like we don't really have a problem with us like we have a, a problem more when it's like a similar thing that has come up thousand times you know like maybe we feel like i have a thing that comes up sometimes where i don't like if i perceive that i'm being made wrong mm. like the person is like saying no you're wrong like basically but usually not like so much like that and maybe if, if it came up like that i might be able to laugh but it. but it's usually more subtle than that and but that's the basis and it can just bring up a kind of a like oh wrong. and like there's some kind of like feeling there so these are the things that usually cause us trouble you know because something in us believes it because if you didn't believe it it wouldn't really cause you trouble you know so much so but even those things you know because it's tempting I think when those things come that we've seen a thousand times it's tempting to feel like okay I must be believing that I'm wrong you know so I need to do something about this I need to get to the bottom of this but like I really feel like to just even and actually especially right in the middle of it I feel like it's really important like right when it comes up you know so someone in front of me and they're telling me I'm wrong (laughs) and then so I'm feeling it like to just like you know it's okay i don't need to push the feeling away i don't need to be afraid of. (sighs) like it's allowed to be here and i don't need to think about it i don't need to i don't even really need to recognize what it's saying really like if i do then that's good you know because i can maybe make make it more conscious but really to just recognize that it like the song of ruby would say it itself is brahma or god so that feeling that person that triggered it is brahma this feeling is brahma and what it's appearing in is brahma all of that so to kind of recognize all of that it does like it is there is a relief in that it's like because then it's like well i don't have to do anything about anything there's nothing to be done it's like it's nothing. There is a, a quite a relief in
1: that. The the relief is just I I would say that um looking back that the overwhelming sense that oh you know these teachings have come into my heart is a sense of relief mm. relief like oh you know I could put down that big bag of rocks mm, <laughs> and not yeah. have to pick it up again oh yeah.
0: hmm.
1: mm. so chapter thirty two is the chapter that i first saw amba m- what is now 7 years ago <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: reading this on um youtube just to the experience for you know anyone watching you know mm-hmm. what it was like was sort of um um seeing the universe talk to me
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know just a moment ago you said something about um uh, the 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 person uh, is 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 Brahman is awareness. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm awareness. Uh, this uh, context is awareness. Mm. The actual feelings are, aware- and so um, what. The, the the teaching here is, and it comes across a number of different ways, for sure. Uh, sort of different flavors of the same mm-hmm. thing. It's it, you were playing. Um, it's not this. It's not this. Mm. It's not this. It's only consciousness, mm-hmm. and that is myself. And that that's been the sort yeah. of the, the the training. But I wanted to pull something out of chapter thirty-two. Ah, okay, it's it's got one of your favorite words.
0: I know. I I knew. <laughs>
1: So this is verse 35 from chapter 32. Mm -hmm. As the mind arises in me, filled with consciousness, abides in me, filled with consciousness, and subsides in me, filled with consciousness, there is nothing of the mind apart from me, filled with consciousness. As there is no mind apart from me, filled with consciousness, There is nothing else that exists apart from me, full of consciousness. I, myself, filled with consciousness, am the beatitude. Contemplating thus, contemplating thus, become yourself the beatitude.
0: Supreme blessedness, isn't it? Isn't that what it is? supreme blessings is that what it is beatitude
1: yeah yeah that sounds very right yeah. Mm. yeah yeah
0: i really love that word because i feel like certain words really carry the essence of their meaning ah uh, yeah i feel like so i remember when i read this you know first it's like beatitude and it's like something in you says yes or something in me said, like, yes, and then I still had to look it up, like, what does it mean? And then it's like, yes, 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 <laughs> supreme blessedness, like that's what we are, you know, and we forget so easily. Like, we're living as if we're, I don't know, a, a fragmented, a fragment. We're living as if we're like a f- broken, dirty <laughs> fragment, like, we have all these kind of really poor ideas about ourselves you know that live in us you could say lives in consciousness like poor ideas about ourselves and that's really not true (laughs) you know and even those poor ideas are really not what we take them to be like the way I said a minute ago you know like the person in front of you is god (laughs) the the bad feeling (laughs) you know we have like a bad feeling that's god as a so also the even the poor ideas in a way are god as well like i've been talking to a few people you know (laughs) for these podcasts and really everyone's saying the same thing you know they use different words but instead of everything being brahman you know everything being supreme blessedness they've what's been coming up which I also like that type of expression is that everything is love Mm -hmm. and if we recognize that we can really be much more (laughs) easily much more easily open to everything you know because if something is appearing inside us and we experience it as bad you know we're not going to want to experience it you know this is something bad or dirty or wrong You know, and I don't want it to be a part of me like this is we're all familiar with something in us that's like this. But when we start to recognize that even this thing that we look at like that, actually, even this is love. Even this that's appearing is supreme blessedness. So I think it makes us just less afraid, less afraid to see everything that appears whether it's seemingly in us as a sensation or if it's displaying like in the world, you know. But even if it's something displaying in the world, it still has a reflection here. Because if there's something in the world, you know, which there's plenty of things in the world <laughs> all the time. But even especially right now, the world is a bit tumultuous, It's <laughs> the world that's going. So like that makes us, it has a kind of an impact in most. It's like, what, what, what does that feel like? So this is the feeling that we can look at, you know, and if we really know, even if we only know it as an idea, but we're open to the idea that actually this feeling that's coming up that feels really hard to accept or something, actually that is supreme blessedness. It's beatitude, it's Brahman, it's God, it's it's yourself, you know, so then you're not really afraid to look at that. And I think that's I don't know, like in life, like when we seem to be in life, like when there seems to be a world appear, and there seems to be a life and all. I think that's the great kind of thing in these teachings is that we don't have to run away from anything. Mm. I I don't know if it's like so much about, you know, like a lot of spiritual teachings are talking about a finality, you know, like that, you know, beyond everything. And like, I think that's okay and that's good. But I actually see the value in just like the right here and now like and I think these kind of teachings like not these kind of teachings but just self-recognition like to recognize your true nature it's not what we thought it was you know we're not just like a body mind we're we're that or <laughs> this or a Brahmin. and that just makes us not be afraid we're not afraid of life or like I like the way Ananta says like he's his kind of main teaching I would say these days is to just be open, like open to everything that is. And that really just means you're not running away from anything at all. You know, like everything is, everything is welcome. Even that's an an extra word (laughs) I think that you don't necessarily need.
1: You're, you're talking about the end of suffering in 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 a real way and in each Mm. chapter here um talks about transmigration as being sort of the ultimate the ultimate form of suffering and Mm. how um really um 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 uh, imbibing what's offered here uh mm. leads to the natural end yeah. of that and it, it's referred to as the the shock of birth and, <laughs> uh, the, and the pain and fear of death you know the mm. you know both the, the front end and the back end mm. of coming into a physical body that mm. that that those really end because they're like it's, it's arrogant of me to say because but because they're seen as um uh, as part of uh, attachment to the to the body mm. mind, yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing you look up the word beatitude while you were reading this chapter, and uh-huh. an already blissful Amba got even more blissful.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like we like to discover ourselves <laughs> and to add. Adding words is like, even though no word can really do it, somehow adding words or trying to add words and trying to explain. It's very joyful. Yeah. (laughs) Supreme blessedness is pretty good. Like words often do fail. I think, but some words, some words don't. Maybe in another moment it would fail.
1: <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. we're standing in a standing in the bakery. So what's there? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Supreme blessedness. Blessedness. Yeah. yeah okay. I'll have that.
0: I'll have that. I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Or you. We don't even I'm have blessed. to have it. It's like yeah, I am that.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Ah, there you go.
0: I am that. What? <laughs> I am that, and I'll have it. I'll have what I am. <laughs> that's it that's what spirituality is really all about it's just like we've been taking what we're not and now we're like no that's enough I'm not going to take what I'm not anymore I'm only going to have what I am
1: Well, so Um, now now I (laughs) I, now I'm in the bakery and you're in front of me in line and (laughs) we both leave with nothing (laughs) yeah because I was about to say I'm having what she's having
0: (laughs) (laughs) or we leave with everything (laughs)
1: <laughs> <There you go.
0: laughs> or as so, we just turn we stay in the shop. They sell us to the next person. I don't know.
1: <laughs> so I I think we're progressing nicely in our discussion along the lines of where um Nadaga was going. So I you know, these characters you've basically got Rebu and Nadaga and ribu you know the 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 really blessed uncle who's not limited by having to parent Right, and (laughs) Nadaga is like my brother. He's sitting at Ribu's feet, and I got to go to the uh, Society of Abidance in Truth, the Sat Temple in Santa Cruz, where there are some. um, There's one really ginormous wood carving that's meant to represent Ribu, Mm. and there's a smaller one of Nadaga. So I, you know, Nadaga is sort of putting his hand over his mouth, and one of the uh, sangha there explained to me that that's Nadaga stilling his mind so he's listening over and over and over again to ribu who's he's he's saying himself guided by love sharing what shiva has told him mm. and at the end of at the uh, of the uh, of the song uh nadaga gets it and mm. uh we're we're just so happy for him <laughs> and he's got a verse here let's see Uh, I think really says it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I think I, I think I can't limit it to two, to, to one verse. I have to to, (laughs) let me. Um, Please, please do. So this is, (laughs) I'm skipping all the way ahead to chapter 40 and I think it's so important to cover these later chapters and we have them recorded in total. So they're there (laughs) on YouTube for people, but, um, (laughs) Um, this is this is Nadaga saying, Blemishless Sadguru, true guru, should I now in dichotomy as you and I bow to you with reverence? I shall be doing a distinct disservice to myself by introducing a delimitation. Is not the idea of difference the foundation for fear? Supreme Guru, hence on inquiry, I cannot see any courtesy or service. I can offer. All being ever one consciousness, the best thing is to be totally silent, motionless as a stone, without delusion or illusory concept, fixed idea, or doubt, difference, imagination, in the knowledge of that, the void firmly remaining by oneself alone. Is this, it does not seem to me the part of wisdom to generate any ideas of difference as previously.
0: Will you read that last sentence again?
1: It does not seem to me the part of wisdom to generate any ideas of difference as previously.
0: Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm -hmm. But that's like a simple thing that you can if you take those words and you could just take that and apply it to your life and it would have a huge impact. You know, anytime you notice your mind trying to differentiate, make different, like something is better than something else. One person is better than another person. One person is better than you you know or whatever way that i'm sure there's a million ways that we differentiate and it comes in loads of different ways not just saying things that are different but also even judgment Like judgment is a kind of a differentiation and i'm sure many other things in the mind as well but that's like one thing that we can actually if we chose to take that as a teaching that would have a huge impact in our life and not just an impact, like in what we say, but it actually it's almost like, because it's like, you're not doing something. So you're just taking something away that we're doing. So what does it leave when you take that away? It leaves a more whole state, <laughs> state, I'm using the word again, but like it leaves a, a more kind of like wholeness because it's the mind that differentiates and the heart doesn't. So really, if you recognize anytime you're differentiating and you choose, oh, no, like in a dagger. <laughs> you choose like in a dagger, to say, no, I recognize that. That's not wise to differentiate. So I'm going to drop that. Then automatically you're back in your heart. Again. Mm-hmm. Not back because you haven't left your heart, but automatically you're recognizing and experiencing your heart. Again. Mm-hmm. Because that's what all of this spirituality is about. It's not about becoming your heart or becoming your true self or becoming Brahma. It's really just about kind of about it is kind of about experiencing, recognizing it, but recognizing it on an experiential level, because even to just recognize it, see if it's not experiential, that means it's kind of in the mind just. But it becomes more experiential as we live it, you know. Because let's say, as an example, if we were differentiating, let's say we recognize the truth of who we are, okay, just true inquiry or true just listening to the song of ribu <laughs> <I do. laughs> um, so you recognize that but then there's a situation that arises that your mind is differentiating so to just hold it as an idea that like oh, okay well different well you could do that so well. <laughs> well, anyway so um you kind of go with the differentiation you know then you're not really um like you use the word imbibing You're not really experientially living what you recognized. And I think that's like, it's not enough for us if we don't do that. I think something in us really wants to live it and be it. It's not enough to just know it in our minds. And know it in our minds really means that the recognition is sometime in the past. Mm. Because once the recognition is now, because the thing is i was saying to someone the other day recognizing like the recognition and being is the same thing you can't really uh it's not like you're here and you're looking over there (laughs) you know i recognize over there that's what i am (laughs) it's not like that because you're you're not over there like the way we were saying that you're not that you're this you know it's right here so you're being, you're being in that same place of what you're recognizing. You're recognizing what your being is, really. That's really it. Like you're recognizing what your being is. Like we all know that we're being, but the problem is that we take this being to be a body mind and that's a mistake. So the exploration is actually just looking at our direct experience and what we really see is that we're not a body mind. <laughs> like I was saying to Eshan the other day, I don't know what I said to him actually, to be honest, but late, it was later on in the day and he shut his eyes because I think I was saying shut your eyes like earlier when I was talking. To him. So he shut his eyes and he was like, no, no, I'm not in the hand. I'm not in my hand. i <laughs> <That's> so cute. <laughs> but like, it's like that because I don't know what he was doing. He was, he was probably just playing. <laughs> but it's like that. Like, so if you're actually looking, you're saying like, where am I in this body? You know, because we take we think we're the body at first, so we start there. So where am I? And it's very simple. You know, have to be very simple. with Ashan, like I said, it's like, am I in my fingers? No, you know, you're kind of close with that. So then you might bring your attention. You might feel like you're in your face or something in your eyes and behind my eyes. But like your direct experience is always like, no, like I'm not there. Like that's. In front of me so it's just kind of you're bringing your attention back inwards 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 because that's what i was uh, telling him you know sorry i was just telling him like that like i can't really tell you what you find like but like it's true They're looking that you know, like that's i don't know what the word is but that's the the magic <laughs>
1: you can mm. say. the um the gap or the wide open space Kind of appears when i when i during in, inquiry ask right then well to whom is this occurring mm. and it's it there's just you know a spacious open mm. cognizant emptiness mm. And it, it really does seem like, you know, of all of our sessions together that so many of the most profound moments were, you know, in between the verses, or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. certainly while watching a recording after the fact to have you close your eyes and just kind of hang there in the mm-hmm. in the empty space with the, you know, the really profound meaning sort of mm-hmm. looking for its way home or yeah. just, you know, indescribably beautiful. Mm. And I'm just, you know, we, we talk about emotions. I'm just filled with so, so much, you know, love, gratitude, devotion um, Mm. that I, you know, the desire is just to go and, and give this away, you know, I'll go and find sarjana and i'll put my face next to hers right after, yeah right after one of our meetings and no, that's she'll she'll get quiet and then start to giggle because it's so
0: so yeah.
1: palpable it's yeah it's beautiful to try to give this away again yeah?
0: that's the kind of great thing about this you know like just recognizing your true nature it's like you don't even have to even try to do anything <laughs> just like by your just being It's like, it will, it's ideally, and it is, it's infectious. You know, like, so to just be with someone who's totally at peace in themselves, you know, we can feel that. We don't have to know anything. You don't even have to, you don't have to say anything. You know, many of us try to share it with words, but sometimes that just makes it less
1: shared. (laughs) That's that's grace, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. And and so you know, for anyone, for any any normal human being, the question can come: Well, mm. how do I do that? Yeah. How do I do that?
0: How do you do what?
1: How do I stop trying? How do I um in in mm. create the absence of effort such that mm. I can drop into my heart and stay there?
0: Yeah. I feel like to just tune into that, like, so that which asks that question, you know, that means that there's a, there's some inspiration in you to want it, you know, so that is your heart, that inspiration, that's a call from your heart, like the how to, so rather than wanting the answer, you know, like to be with that feeling of where the question comes from. I feel like that's really powerful. And it can show up in many different ways in your life, you know. But it's like that's God calling you, you know. And maybe there will be an answer sometimes. You know, the right answer might come to a question. I think if a question is really asked, really honestly, there is always an answer almost immediately. But maybe sometimes we have to wait for an answer. But really, to it's, I feel like mostly to just tune into that inspiration because what's inspiration it's in spirit you know and that's what spirit for me just means brahman or god or that or this <laughs> or heart of being you know so if you're inspired <laughs> and you're in spirit then you're you're already with that so that question how can I do it you know I know it can sometimes feel like kind of pleading <laughs> you know it can feel like you know you can have that sense of like I'm separate I'm separate from God or something. And I I want to be close to God. (laughs) But to just be with that feeling, I feel like it's enough. Like that is, that question is God pulling you inside. Yeah. And you just follow, follow whatever appears. Like I know I had that question. (laughs) You know, I had that kind of question. Like how to really experientially know that everything is one and that I'm not separate from God. You know, and the answer here was I started listening to Muji's teachings, both Muji and Ananda. And really they, it's not like they said anything new. <laughs> they didn't say anything new, but maybe they said it from a place that they knew it. So it's not really their words necessarily, but their presence. You know, so both their words and their presence are the where, for me, like the answer to that question. (laughs) But like for somebody else, it could be something different. You know, I don't think it has to even appear necessarily in the form of a master, you know, or someone who takes the role of a master. Let's say it could be anything. It could be just could just kind of something can just wake up inside you you know just or just like let go you just let go into that that question or that inspiration like that's all and actually it happens to us all the time in many moments you know i think it's more just like something i think what the benefit of hearing a master saying it's like you they only say what you know already so they're actually confirming your already known experience so you're going yeah because this whole world is like almost telling us opposite you know as soon as we're born we're told oh you're so cute you're this you're that you know you're whatever you are like so the world is telling us that we're all these different things but then like someone comes along and tells us the truth of what we really experience inside ourselves so then we're like yes and it's not just one person maybe one person is enough but like often it's like many but one sometimes we have a kind of an affinity to so we're able to accept their words so for me like Muji Ananta, somehow there's a love I think when you have a love for someone that you can't make that you know it's just somehow life gives you love (laughs) so you can hear their words much easier than you're open You're open to what they say and what they say is just, it's just confirming and affirming what we already know. And that's true for everybody. And maybe sometimes that can be like the wind blowing. (laughs) If you're open enough, you know, the wind blows and something and you can say, yes, (laughs) it can be like that. Mm
1: I would say that, um, mm-hmm. you know, for myself, I've accomplished the intention of this particular session, and it was very much, you know, mm-hmm. let Amba speak. You know, huh. you know, yes, yes, reflect, but also bring forward enough verses to give people the flavor of of uh, Song of Rebu, and it, it certainly feels mm-hmm. from this side that that's been that's been done.
0: Yeah, this meeting has been a very just reflection of the whole time really reading the song of ribu and <laughs> that's just really nice to, we're basically in the presence of ribu although maybe if we were in the presence of ribu we wouldn't talk quite so much yeah i, w- I wouldn't <laughs> like if we were in the physical presence i'd be like oh like even when i even when i'm in the physical presence of an auntie, i get very like it's because i feel so much love you know i get very like oh like i do talk i do talk sometimes but i feel kind of like floored by love or something sometimes Mm. but then again the longer you spend in that presence you kind of open up then and then you get more comfortable to just speak Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm. my face is almost hurting (laughs) like so much it's beautiful (laughs) Mm.
0: so definitely i do recommend the song of ruby to anybody who's interested
1: in it yeah um while well, this isn't a, a profit making uh endeavor <laughs> <here>. <laughs> there are the recordings on youtube mm-hmm. people can just search for amba mm-hmm. love ribu r i b h u do you think sing. that would
0: pop up well amba love is my my time.
1: yeah yeah then people will find it easily yeah uh, and also um Society for Abidance in Truth is mm. responsible for the publication of the Tamil version, and that's available mm. on uh, at the, at their website also, but also on um, Amazon.
0: Yeah. So I don't want to say goodbye.
1: Oh, this is this is far from goodbye. Um, you offer <laughs> a, a weekly uh, silent sitting. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be in your time zone in um, oh, less true. than a month, so really? it's it's um, see you next month, I think. Oh, wonderful! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, what time is that usually? Oh, yeah, quarter past
1: eleven. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Then will join me too, I think. Oh, yeah. be
0: nice. Thank you, thank you for letting me talk so much. You're very patient. <laughs> You're very patient to be with me all these, these weeks.
1: (laughs) Thank you. My pleasure.